Museum of the Moving Image welcomes you to the Pinewood Dialogues Online, an archive of conversations with innovative creative figures in film, television, and digital media. Visit Museum of the Moving Image in New York City or online at www.movingimage.us. So basically, he, we were looking for a project since then, and, and uh, one day he invited us and he said, oh, I have a, an idea about these two brothers. Uh, there's football involved, but it's just the context. I don't want to shoot a, a, a sports film. And it's about the, the rivalry and, and, and the yeah, brotherhood, I guess. So we said, amazing, let's do it. And it's, I think, the first time I've agreed to do something without a, a script because we knew Carlos was an amazing writer, and also he was inviting us to the whole process, you know? To the other times you accepted without having read the script, but there was a script. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I mean, that just happened in the last film I did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, once I, I, I realized the script was thick enough, you know, to be a future film, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so basically, Carlos started to write this, and we, we kind of read every draft that was coming out. We gave notes. We talked a lot about it. We were invited to the whole process, and I guess that that's why this was the project we decided to act again in. Uh, we've been working a lot together as producers. I produced his film, uh, his first film as director. He did the same with me. We have a film festival. So we've been working together a lot. I mean, you've lot. known each other since you were kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he met me when I, when I, when I was born. He was welcomed him to the world one of the first <laughs> yeah 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 one of the first images I had was Gail saying you know and I was like yeah you want, you want to be my friend we should do a film together uh, I said let's wait <laughs> let's wait till <laughs> right but you already were speaking very and we were yeah. naked you know? right. uh, but he said no oh, no, let's, let's wait. wait, but I know what <laughs> you're okay, talking this about. Sounds, uh, yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a Michel Gondry film you're describing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Is he here? No, he's not here. He, he's uh, no, can, he's in this town somewhere. So. Oh, bastard. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to be here. Okay. No, sorry. So um, do, do bo- both of you have, have siblings? I know that... Um, Carlos Cuaron, of course, is the brother of Alfonso Cuaron, and this is Carlos's first film as a director. But um, do you each have siblings also? Yeah, yeah I have uh, one uh, one brother of eighteen, one mm. sister of thirteen, fourteen actually, and one brother of ten. Hmm. Wow, they're little. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the oldest. And I have a, a sister that is uh, she's fifty three, uh, I guess. I shouldn't be saying this, no? She's older. Yeah. But she looks so young, you have an idea. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of a... Uh, I, I always live just with my father. We have uh, half right. brothers. Right. Um, could you talk a, a bit about the, the process of developing the script? You said it was an idea. Uh, it's, it's a very close group that you're working with, Alfonso and Carlos and... Uh, and the production company. Um, could you talk a bit about how how it developed, you know, how, how the story and the script developed? Uh, we we um, uh, ooh, 
So after that uh, myth of uh, <laughs> Alfonso uh, Carlos telling us the story and and uh, and us wanting to do the play the same character and he say, him saying okay I'll I'll just invent two characters. Uh, after that, he started actually to write the script and uh, and the, the, he had a, a few drafts until we met once in um, in actually we met in London no in London we we had a lunch and. And sort of the, the characters started to take more shape, and we started to talk about them. And uh, Alfonso and Alejandro González Iñárritu and Guillermo El Toro got on board, which uh, meant that uh, Carlos had to talk to each of them separately. So you can imagine how Carlos, after every conversation with them, he was like, oh, I have to rewrite so much now. <laughs> and, uh, and so he wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And all of a sudden, there was uh, the final script that we were going to start to do. And the first um, thing that we did was to uh, acclimate, 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 acclimate yeah. into the characters was to go to Cihuatlan in uh, Jalisco, which is, well, it's in the border between Jalisco and, and Colima. And, uh, and we went there and we just got a glimpse of what it was like to be in a banana plantation, uh, where the characters will come from in a way. And at that point, we decided, uh, thanks to, to also Carlos's, um, Carlos's, <laughs> it sounds funny, Carlos's, Car Car Carlos's uh, idea of, of wanting to do a, 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 an arbitrary reality, you know, to create the reality altogether and to stylize it a lot. So we decided at that point to just invent everything and, and uh, grasp a little bit of things from the accent from the region but also just invent an accent, you know, and all together just create something new hmm. and um, take different things from that region, from the north of Mexico, from people we know, uh, people that worked in the banana plantation, and that's where everything started to get into shape uh, uh, with the accordion, uh, with the singing, <laughs> with, um, with uh, uh, Diego started to do a lot of uh, research in betting, underground betting in Mexico, didn't you? No, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I mean, it wasn't called research, but uh, I just, I just have this problem, you know, this gambling problem, and I, I, I said to Carlos, please write something about it so I can tell my family I'm, I'm doing work, you know, when I go, and uh, but I, I, I never bet anything that was not mine. Uh, I bet just my money. I, I lost all my money, and uh, that's that, that's how I, I I I mean I talked to Carlos because he knows nothing about uh, betting or anything. I asked him to cast all the members that have gotten my money in all those nights. So the guy you see there that beats me—that's a real guy that I met in a sheet hole where we went to play you know it was this kind of house that a beautiful house huge like it looked like a politician's or something and uh and you would get there and there was no one in the street and you would have to honk the gink gink and the guy would come out grab your car take it somewhere else get you inside and inside there was like just vegas style as this mm. guy says exactly the same way and I lost them in well, a lot. Very, but but I met this guy that played with glasses on and was in pajamas, and and, and he got like five thousand dollars from me uh, that night. Well, for me and my friend, 
and uh, and the day Carlos said, "Oh, we have a gap. We don't have the actor." I said, "Oh, let's call this guy," and uh, and I, it felt so nice. I I made him feel so bad, you know, because I gave <laughs> him the chance to be in a Quaron film, and and it was the same guy that the. I mean, he didn't give me the money back, you know. <laughs> he was feeling like shit, like, "Oh, my, this is my first job as an actor, and I I fucked up this guy and probably his <laughs> relation." So it was beautiful, and and. Uh, and it was kind of cool to say all in and it was not my money it was just two or three takes but it felt so perfect so, <laughs> all in and it was it was beautiful feeling and since then i haven't gambled so that's good <laughs> thank you guys i mean but thank you he gets you. a drive out of talking about it and, and no you get you get a high yeah out of saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's kind of uh, that, that's where everything started to kind of get into shape and also we started to get into shape actually. you had to, yeah, to uh, yeah. the, the football, football soccer also and was and, uh, the and, same uh, no? and lose a bit of weight which uh, was also a great excuse to be able to finally train uh, in our lives because we had never trained football but we played football but we never properly trained and not just and that having like 20 I guess 20 guys playing for us you know hmm. that even though uh, you know a normal teammate would never pass the ball to me if there was any danger <laughs> they would have to do it you know it was perfect it was like Gael was there standing he would just have to say hey and the, the ball would come to him you know it was like a yeah, it was dream come true uh, kind of uh, since then we were exercising this uh, this anxiety that we had to eventually feel like professional football players and mainly one of the reasons why we wanted to do the film actually to be honest of course was to have people think that you can play soccer do people think that we could play soccer no no to feel like <laughs> professionals you know yeah. to to be in a scene where everyone goes like ah, fuck <laughs> you fuck you you know like ah, yeah you know it just feels great it really feels wonderful like <laughs> the craft scenes like are the, Argentinian, yeah. no? <laughs> you know, yeah, because we would get there. We we shot for a week on the stadium, so the first day it was like, oh, unbelievable! All these like a thousand people singing and saying horrible things about us. But then every morning we would get there and hear like, "Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> we hate you, fuck you." And it, was, it was like a good reminder that we're nothing, you know. <laughs> and, uh, the crowd yes, scenes were great. I love how the camera will just stay on the crowd and, and we you know, don't see the important goals or important, you know, because there's so much going on just in the, in the faces of the people. Yeah, that's what uh, uh, Carlos says that he, um, uh, I mean, it's wonderful that the, whenever you, you think of a uh, of, um, football movie, you know, where there's football, you always relate to the Nike commercials and, and uh, to all of those things. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's like, Football is such a non-filmic sport because it's quite irrational. It doesn't follow any rules. It's kind of hard to rehearse and do a scene in football. You know, like it's just yeah. not like a, like a, you don't plan moves like in American football or in baseball or in basketball where you can like okay you go you here have like and showdown you go here, between you go the, here and, yeah. and we do this right. and we do that. No, in football it's just like what the hell? I don't know if any of you guys saw the Barcelona and Chelsea match today. It's like one example of like what you know. I mean, what, what happened? 
Barcelona uh, won. You, I'm sorry, I, I missed three it. Okay. minutes away. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they were three minutes away from from losing the most important match ever, and suddenly, bam, with ten players against eleven, boom, they scored a goal. But a goal, you know, not a touchdown, you know. Yeah. Like, no, I. I know. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they. Oh yeah, I yeah. should have said soccer, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, I know the game. I just missed, uh, <laughs> missed today's game. How yeah. many people caught the but game? Carlos says something that is okay. not dramatic, you know. It's not. <laughs> very dramatic football there's no pauses there's no choices made uh, you know there's not a moment where the team gets together they go back to play there's not a moment where they the, you know the, the pitcher always has a choice to make and there's a connection and there's tension and in football it just happens and it's 90 minutes of 22 guys moving around and, and you cannot break it down in, in, into pieces, you know? And so. to be honest, we were quite overwhelmed also by, by the pressure we had because the bar was set so high with that Sylvester Stallone film <laughs> about football, you know, with Pelé and Beckenbauer. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was crazy, is, wasn't it, no? Yeah. Uh, so, so we couldn't equal. That's Sylvester a lot of pressure to, to live yeah, up to that. I mean, yeah. imagine having to play a match to to to, uh, and that decides whether you go out of prison or not. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, like that was really. I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think anybody here saw it. Did anybody of see this? Of course they saw it. Oh, okay. Yay! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rudy okay. Ru- okay. wow. has a chance. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the film is coming out on the eighth, right? This Which film. Is Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's three days after yesterday, Cinco de Mayo. Uh-huh. Yes. It's Ocho de Mayo. So um, <laughs> today's, let today's everyone know, de Mayo. No? Now, what, did you do, what did you do on Cinco de, How did you observe the holiday? Cinco de Mayo? Observe. Yeah. <laughs> as, if, as in go to like a church? <laughs> right. Like, <go> to, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. No, we actually... <laughs> I don't know. For any, I mean, the the, the things that the, the Cinco de Mayo. Okay, um, for anyone of of those who doesn't know, because uh, apparently there are people that don't know what Cinco de Mayo is. It's uh, it means uh, it's uh, it's the Battle of Puebla, which is the battle that uh, Mexico won against the French, but the war was lost, but the battle was won. Yeah. So that's the one that is celebrated. And the thing is that uh, uh, yeah, man, yeah, it's over and over. The story repeats every time. And it's <laughs> and the and the thing is that uh, that uh, actually in Mexico you don't celebrate it that much. I mean it's a national holiday, but it's not like what it's it's here. Actually, the it's not the Mexican independence. It's not the Mexican. But revolution. everyone celebrates the Mexican independence in the states. The Cinco de Mayo, even the Mexicans. Yeah, which is really funny. It's like if you, once you cross the border, you're like, what the hell? I mean, if there's a party, let's do it. But if what these, I, what I've heard, if what these I've heard, weirdos think we're yeah. celebrating something, let's say yes and yeah, grab yeah. a drink and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That's our day. That's our day. Okay, fine. We, 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 and also, the, the 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 what's funny about Cinco de Mayo is that it can be celebrated on an Ocho de Mayo. You know, I mean, I heard that sometimes there's like, okay, today is Cinco de Mayo. It wasn't. I mean, it's not the fifth of May. It's like on the seventh or eighth. They celebrated here the Tres de Mayo. They celebrated on a Sunday. On yeah, a yeah. Sunday, the Sunday. He said, oh, better a Sunday. Oh, okay, let's have the Mexican independence on a Sunday because we have no work. Good. That's. Okay. That's how much it really counts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like the idea of the, the character being um, a great soccer player, but but you don't really care about soccer as much as you care about singing, and you have such a deluded no. idea um, I, about. 
you had to sing. Yeah. I know in real life yeah. you're a great singer. It's you against uh, two million, two million hits, hits in, in YouTube. This YouTube, is, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, this song became this um, yeah, song yeah. became a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. This so no, can you no, talk no. about how? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> with you, man. No, no, no. I'm with you. It's a shitty song, and but it's it a just big makes hit. sense. It's a big hit. Could you talk film. about um, how how you found it for the film? How did I want you to want me um, come into the movie? Oh, that's just a generational kind of thing with Carlos. Um, uh, when he was the, uh, the okay the the story, the song was a hit in 78 <laughs> i was born on 78 and, and you yeah. were born one year after and uh, mm-hmm. and so basically this is the song that carlos would sing in front of a mirror <laughs> and that's why he wanted to do a, not only a football film but also like exercise another another wet dream and uh, yeah let me have you singing i want you to want me you know and and he made the version in spanish and it actually falls really well into the character i it's mean it's perfect for the character it's yeah. perfect for the character it's perfect yeah. to do uh, rip offs of the mo- of the of the song but it's not only i mean what what was surprising is that uh, until i heard the song and started to do it i realized that it's been used in like a thousand movies already <laughs> yeah but never like this <laughs> never like this never like this would you sing a little piece of the song for us? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of cool, no? Even though he needs always his beautiful dancers, you know, I, we were we would be in rehearsals, you know. Like okay, we have some in the front row here who could, you know. Oh, you you yeah. would dance behind because uh, you you know we we would be in the middle of like oh so these guys come from and he would say oh I have rehearsal gotta go. And, and it, until I saw the film, I realized it was about these beautiful women that are dancing behind him. <laughs> and uh, please do a little no, thing. No, it's huh? imp- it's 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 not Cinco de Mayo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we it's not. It's Seis de Mayo. Seis de Mayo. One day we could have. Sorry. Uh, just as just good. As good. Just as good. It's one day after. My, my, you don't want to hear my song the morning after. <laughs> it's uh, no, please don't make me do this. Okay, let's uh, in, instead of doing that, we'll take some questions from the audience, and then um, whenever you whenever you feel the mood to start singing. So okay, okay, but go ahead, and I'll repeat. Go ahead. Well, yeah, what truly, why did you choose? You, you both could, you know, have, you could both do many, many types of movies, and why did you specifically really jump in, on this one? I guess, yeah, X-Men didn't pay enough, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, Xemen, no, was the... Xemen was in Mexico, yeah. yeah. Cool. No, I think <laughs> it's, it's more about just getting together with your family, you know, in a way. I mean, we worked for this film since 2003 maybe something like that and it was just ready today but uh, just the, the idea of, of, of being acting in the same film it was kind of heavy you know after Itumama Tambien that it meant so much for us that it was such an amazing film at least that's what I think and also changed our lives and, and uh, we wanted to, to be respectful to that and, uh, and to respect also the, the family we made it there so I have to say that it was Carlos. Carlos is the 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 guy that did the loneliest process of Itumama también, which was writing the the script. You know, he wrote the script, he made those characters, uh, and the script was beautiful and amazing. And there we didn't give notes or anything. We got a script, and it was beautiful. 
And it, it made a lot of sense to then be part of his pr first project. And I guess a year ago he was ready. You know, that's why was it took anything, so long. Was there anything about the theme? I mean, obviously it's a movie about uh, dealing, that, with, dealing with fame. Obviously, the, the, no, but the brotherhood thing, you know? Right. It's like the, the fir the, it's the first cha-cha-cha film where these three guys that are directors and brothers and get together to, to have a company and to finance films. It's the chance of uh, the brother of the guy who directed Itumama yeah. Tambien is us as best friends playing brothers. It's a, yeah, it is a, a family reunion in a way, and it does have a lot to do with love, I guess, as simple as that. Okay, right down here. Well, the, the question about how your personal lives affect your acting and you're both fathers, I think just very recently, though. So um, could you go ahead? Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you do, cute. You, um, yeah. you had, you had kids a few, months, a, a few months apart, it's, right? It's uh, definitely, uh, I mean, it influences... Um, Is that planned? <laughs> <laughs> Did you put... <laughs> Oh, did you plan to ha did you plan to have babies a few months apart? I called him, but he didn't have his cell phone on, so I, yeah, exactly. I was like, "I'm ready, oh man!" Yeah, I couldn't answer. I couldn't answer. Do so it now! Yeah. Do it, do it. So it but was like he, that. It took him five months. You know that the director would tell you also that he's quite slow sometimes. It took him five months to react. So yeah, I take I take longer. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, you beat yeah, me. No, yeah, no, Diego. <laughs> It has. Te la puse know, de pechitos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was a, a pass in the area. Uh -huh, just yeah, to push yeah. the ball. Push the ball. Kill but me. Uh, Go of ahead. course, it of course it, it it has a lot to do now. I mean, it's like when I don't know um, that your relationship with water changed once you went into the ocean. Well, yeah, of course everything changes, no. And in a, in a way, having uh, being becoming a father changes absolutely everything. And in what ways? Well, I mean, it, it changes all the time. So I don't know. It's kind of a, it's such a, an immense change uh, that it's very difficult to say one thing, how it changed the acting. Of course, it changed everything, no? I think it makes everything easier, no? more simple. There's just one reason for you to be here, and it's to please make sure someone is good, be there for someone, and, and then everything else is part of that, but just a little part of that, you know, there's just one big reason and it affects us, Gael says, everything, even this, this Q&A. I want to go home. Oh. <laughs> Diego should have played Cursi. Uh -huh. I'm very corny. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, we hear that your baby looks exactly like you, except, I guess, without the beard. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. That's for the beard, actually. They look <laughs> exactly. very similar. Yeah, it has exactly. hair everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. He looks, oh, he's so beautiful. He's not like me. He's like the mother. Oh, do you want to do another, or are you going to do another movie together? Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah, we, I mean, it wasn't nine years since we acted again. Uh, I mean, before and now this time, and it made, it was so perfect, you know? It was so, such an amazing process that obviously we, we're going to repeat yeah. it, but... 
We had to wait until there was a lot of people demonstrating outside our houses saying, act again, act again, please. And, and uh, okay, you know, it was due to social pressure. <laughs> no, but it's uh, definitely, definitely a great, I mean, we want to do it, but obviously we want to be very careful with what we do. No, we want to do something that's very nice. And actually, I mean, in this film, we didn't get a chance to work that much together because we only had like four scenes together. That's it. Yeah. yeah something like that. Enough. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, Alfonso says, the producer and the director of Itumama también, that uh, one day in a Q&A he said, and I loved it as an answer to that, he said, don't worry, it probably won't be a film, but it would be an ad, an infomercial at night, where they're like dressed as the characters, you know, but at 50 years <laughs> Buy old. Buy this new blender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, I'm right? tough. Hey, I'm corny. Yeah. You know what? I love this blender. Why do you love it? Oh, uh, it's things so like good. That. You know, like Mr. Yeah. T does. You know, we're going to be next to Mr. T selling some shitty product <laughs> in a few years. <laughs> you should have a Rudo and Chrissy blender. It would fit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah, could you talk about your, you formed a production company together, so could you talk about how you work together with that? Yeah, yeah. We, we got it, uh, it's been like four years now, no? Something five. Like a, five? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> five really so successful? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, more or less we've been talking about it for a while, and, um, and, and we work together, each of us, uh, in our particular projects, but also allowing and helping, wanting to create a creative hub uh, that can materialize other people's points of view and visions. So that's what uh, the main reason why we wanted to do it. As well, we have a documentary film festival called Ambulante, which actually is the best thing that we've ever done. Uh, it's fantastic. It's actually a really nice film festival, please. If you ever, I mean, some of you might know it, but some of you might not. It's a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful film festival that travels around Mexico in 16 cities, um, including uh, this Mexican city called Los Angeles, which is in California. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's opening, it's opening uh, recently, no? Like uh, in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the Los Angeles Film Festival. It's a, it's a really nice uh, uh, film festival just about... Showing documentaries, preferably in open air cinemas, and and for free, uh, it's created. Oh, well, it's not created. It's it captured the already captive documentary film fans that want to see documentaries, and and uh, it's it's become something really nice. You know, really a really interesting project that also evolves in every single city it goes. And uh, and apart from that, we're just producing a lot of films. Uh, uh, recently, Sin Hombre which is out in the cinemas now. Mm -hmm. um, please go and see it after you've seen Rudy Cursi. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 you can buy tickets for both for and both. then choose what to see. But yeah. And then <laughs> next time also do the same. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, what else? What else? What else? Well, the, 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 the company was... Um, at the beginning, it felt that uh, we, we thought we, we should own what we were doing, but... Today, the company has made many films without us as actors, and and we realize that the main thing is, is like to draw attention to those who we believe need some attention. You know, directors that need to be shooting, and and uh, it's like by being part of the audience, but having a chance to to say what kind of films we want to see, and uh, and it's been really cool, and the family's been growing, and it's amazing, and 
so yeah, it's it's the the best that it's can happen Kanana. to an actor. Kanana. Yeah. Okay, right down here. Um, it's kind of a two-part question. Um, they said that you had felt drawn to the opposite roles. So my question is: one, what drew you to the other's role? And two, what did you do to adjust into the role once you found that it was the opposite of what? So it was just to repeat, so uh, in case people didn't hear, it was said that you were originally drawn to the opposite role. So what was it that drew you? Is that true, or is that sort of a mythology? Myth. Or no, myth. Another myth. Another so myth. Uh, no, this is. I, I mean, would never this is play like, a goalkeeper. Like, ever. <laughs> ever. But it's ever, like it's ever, like ever, the Obama ever. thing. No, it's so clear that yeah. is the director trying to put your attention into something else than he's directing. You know, the first interview he made, he said, "Oh, Gael wanted to play tough." And then Diego said, oh, he wants to play Kursi. And it's just not real. I mean, it's <laughs> no way. I mean, What is the Obama the, thing? Oh, no, sorry. I wanted to say Osama. <laughs> I, I missed uh, by, a, okay. by a letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed the whole thing big time. Well, but it, that has been happening to us in a few interviews. As too. you can see, now there's another myth growing. About what no, Diego but this just thing said. of, of, of like, been, really, he, he put the attention <laughs> in Gael wanting to play Rudo. And Gael never wanted to play Rudo. He just said, oh, I'm kind of Rudo too, you know, which might have, have happened to you guys. And the idea is two guys that are tough and corny. They're both tough and corny and sometimes right. they're cornier than tougher and Diego the other day ordered uh, for in the morning he ordered some <laughs> huevos rancheros and, and, and he hesitated and said oh maybe the pancakes and now it's not like I'm going to be saying all the time he wants pancakes but he really ordered the huevos rancheros that's not true you know like he ended up having or huevos rancheros but he but said Carlos well, why not pancakes just for it's a, a first time yeah, director like, uh, Carlos so yeah, he, he so. thought he needed to come with a, yeah. a story to tell and also as if harassing a director would get you a part like oh we need we need we need okay I'll write two parts you know that's not true that's not true that's not true and he's not here so 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 he's not able to have any voice right now <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, go ahead, right here. Yes. Hey, oh my God! You Chalanastra speaking. That's why you got the best seat. No, in you're in house. right yeah, in the middle, exactly. fifth row. Amazing. I'm going to tell you about uh, Rudo. Rudo means, can be translated as tough, but also like in the Lucha Libre, you know, the wrestling, the Mex Mexican wrestling, there's the Los Técnicos and Los Rudos. And the Rudos are the guys that never follow the, the, the law, you know, that, that whenever the referee is looking somewhere else, they cheat and they kind of grab you in the balls and, you know, and they suffer. So those are Los Rudos. So Rudo has these both meanings, you know, tough and also a cheater. Yeah, and Cursi means uh, it's a mix. It's a mix. It's not that easy. It's not corny as such. It's kind of corny, cute, and... And but a kitsch exactly. But yes, yes. <laughs> he had just to arrive. Uh, uh, yeah, he knows it. he's very corny, so he knows. <laughs> he, uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly kitsch also. And um, 
And uh, uh, but there's a duality. Like uh, Carlos wanted to do some some um, uh, kind of psychological analysis of uh, how there's uh, no, no, there's not only a yin and yang, but there's a tough and corny in everybody. <laughs> right. uh, because uh, the same thing can be seen as oh, that's very tough, and somebody can say I find it very corny. Uh, it can be that kind of thing. I mean, and this comes from an image when he was. Climbing, um, he did a road trip with his brother, and he stood o overlooking the the Grand Canyon, you know, in its, all its splendor and beautiful. And he had this Australian hat, and he was very skinny back then. And he's very tall, and he, you know, he with with, with uh, jeans, you know, and like uh, denim and, and rough. And 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 this ten and eight year old uh, kids from the United States uh, were walking behind him, and they said, and one of the kids said, "Hey." don't you think that guy looks really tough? And the other guy said, no, I actually find him very corny. <laughs> and, and he went like, yes, that's who I am. You know, like, <laughs> this is who I am. And, and, uh, and that's why he called this film with this ridiculous name. <laughs> Because it's actually, when we first re heard about it, it was like, what? Rudy Cursi? No, that's on, I don't know, it's not like a film title. But they always choose those film titles. The more you talk about it, the more you get used to it. So it's like the Beatles kind of thing. The, um, it strikes me that the fight scene between the brothers, I mean, after you've lost everything, that's such a, a great scene, and it's, um, you know, it shows the anger, but it shows the love also. I mean, it also shows sort of two sides of the relationship. Could you talk maybe about film, you know, what it was like doing that scene? I guess it's the, the only scene we rehearsed, like, from beginning to end. We, we went to block the scene a few months before we even... A few weeks before we start shooting, and... Uh, And it, it, we always thought it was a, a very important scene in the film, but when we shot the the scene, it was the last day, and we were rushed, and there was like an hour and a half to shoot it, and suddenly it, it became like a a short film you were shooting for a for a film school, you oh, know. We had like oh fuck, run, and no one was even watching what we were doing, and we became these very stupid divas, and we shouted to everyone like yeah, we did. Wrong? We did a great Christian Bale impersonations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, imagine two. Two Christian Bales in Spanish, which can... In Spanish. Uh, there's even more words to describe that, the F word. So we, we, we went crazy, and it was perfect, I have to say, because everyone was in the mood, you know, of a fight. <laughs> you know, everyone was ready to Carlos punch. Carlos Colombo was one. doing a perfect Herzog impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the, the boat of the river, let's try it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we just have time for one more, um, one more question, and then, then you can burst into song if you want. But, but, but uh, okay, well, you're, you're, you're waving. Okay, we'll do two. Two more, no? And the guy who's... Okay. <laughs> well, you want to... You, you know, you no, two, go two, 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 two. I gotta he, go. Because he has to go see his, his baby. Go ahead, the waving guy. So could you talk about your aspirations as actors and then if there are, are specific actors or directors that you want to work with? Um, I think the most uh, general yet the most clear aspiration I have as an actor is to be able to do what I want. I... <laughs> 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 like, 
Whatever. No, whatever. <laughs> what do you want? Would <laughs> ah. be the next question. No, but uh, uh, there's the no time question. for that. We don't have time for that um, today. So yeah. I. I think uh, the other day we were trying to describe success, you know, and we said success is just happiness, you know. Success is just the chance to be around the people you want to be around and, and the chance to love and be loved and, and be happy, as simple as that. And I, I do believe that till today my career has been very successful because I've always been happy. And uh, mm. the day I see myself in the mirror and I want to be someone else, I'll probably quit. So, yeah. And who do I want to work with? <laughs> and then I'm very corny. And then your son can take corny. over for you. Oh, the, and, and who do I want to work with? I, I have to say Alfonso Cuaron. It's one guy I want to work with again. I don't know when, but for sure. Harry he's, Potter 5? Harry Potter 5, yeah. <laughs> Kike Masiso. Kike Masiso. He's a, yeah, because he's a, I was, I worked with him in a very important time in my life and he changed my life and he basically gave me confidence to be an actor again. But uh, I was really young and I, I, I want to try again. I think he's the best director I've worked with so far. And I'm guessing Sean Penn was okay to work with. Kissing Sean Penn. I'm best, no, not uh, kissing. I'm guessing. Uh, sorry, I just. <laughs> it's a nightmare I have every. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every once I'm, in a while. I'm guessing it was it's good, good that you I'm took guessing, him out of, guessing, this, of this romantic. Who, with, with the romantic mode he was getting in, and that's why he's mentioned kissing yeah. Sean Penn. Which leads me, leads me to the most important question tonight, which I want to. I mean, I know, I'm sure all of you want to know uh, who's a better kisser, if Sean Penn or me? Uh. Like, yeah, like. Or 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 Tom Hanks because ah Tom Hanks for far <laughs> no Tom Hanks no 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 okay so no. it's down to Sean and and go ahead Sean and Gael are you are you Tom serious Hanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say Sean Penn because I don't have to see him every every morning you know with Gael is that that mouth reminds me. <laughs> it's such a bad time I, I was really drunk when I did it but uh, it was not enough to forget you know and then there's a film that reminds me you know the song Sabor a Mi <laughs> no can you ah okay. last, <laughs> last question please. how does it go no 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 that's uh, I think we'll, we'll just that's leave I think we should... one more question here okay. yeah, yeah, no? please. Yeah. go ahead you, go ahead <laughs> Are there any specific issues or stories that you really want to tell? Almost, I mean, the thing is that um, I, I kind of want to see it as a divide. I mean, uh, storytelling, any issue can be important, depending on how you tell it, no? Any issue, absolutely. And, and I love that fiction is so, so, so intense and so singular in that sense. It, it, for some reason, it can... It can draw the mo from the most uh, frivolous or most uh, non-important issue that we might think of as a really interesting story and a really complex one, and, and that's why fic what fiction why fiction exists to throw the importance on the things that might seem not important, um, and also uh, to tangentially, tangibly, tangibly, mm -hmm. 
tell uh, a, approach an issue without it being like, um, oh, this is the story about this issue, and look at how important this issue is. The story might be shit, but look at how important this issue is. You know, and I think that's when films go in a really wrong way, and and one great issue is wasted. You know, it's like, oh, one here we go again. You know, it's like, and they're trying to sell it to us as if it was. Um, uh, a film about issues, you know, and it's, it's really, I mean, films are about stories, full stop, you know, and a story about uh, a relation, a love relationship in, in here in Manhattan, you know, can tell about the state of the world. It can tell the story of the, the how state, the state of the world is, what, what thing, the things that are happening. So uh, it's two separate things. I mean, I, I try not to tell the story of an issue. I try to tell the story and trust that the issue, the issues will be there. And the complexity will be there. Well, and this uh, movie does this movie does that a lot because this movie has a lot going on about. But at the end, is the but, story but it's, of it's a light, it has a light touch, and it's a fun movie. I, I would have to say that uh, I I'm pretty sure I'll never do a film about it, but an issue that that's there always, and I guess also because where I live and where I come from, it's impunity and my relation with impunity. And uh, but I, I because it's so important, I I don't think I'll ever do a film about it. You know. It's one more question okay. over there. Okay. Yes, yes, you. <laughs> uh, one question is, um, you said it was the first film directed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos uh. Cuaron's first film as a director. So how did you like working <laughs> with the first, how was it working with a first time director? Every first time director is different. <laughs> the, uh, uh, and uh, Carlos, I would say, even though he's going to hate my answer, He's gonna see Probably. the podcast or maybe see the. Yeah. He's a writer. Yeah. In YouTube. He's a writer, and as a writer, he, everything was on the page. Every time we needed an answer and he couldn't give it the answer to us, we would have to go back to the script, and the answer was there. And it was simple, and he, that's why it took him six years to write the script, you know? <laughs> because whenever he said, This is ready, it was ready. And uh, sometimes, as an actor, you need a director there. That, tells you something else about something different that I don't know how but connects with what you're doing and uh, a writer can never do that you know a writer is like no no but you're coming from here you're going there you open the door and you find her uh, and you're like yeah 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 but what do you feel I mean how does this relate to that song that no 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 you open the door and you find her <laughs> and you're like okay you go you open the door and there's there she is and it works you know so it's a fantastic first time director because he's the best writer uh, uh, from Mexico at least no? yeah, 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 yeah. please uh, uh, I was going to say I was going to ask you to do something but I cannot uh, oh no no please <laughs> what was I going to say I was Oh that oh yeah look at the, look at the video clip because right now right now my singing skills are not so great um, New York uh, has been really harsh on my throat, but uh, but uh, but look on YouTube. Look for the video clip, the full video clip of what you just saw. This was just a little glimpse. Actually, this is just promotion for the video clip of the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So 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 go watch the movie. Recommend the movie so that people go and see the clip in YouTube and and uh, just write. Uh, I want you to want me or quiero que me quieras, Tato or or Gael, but. Okay, well, we're going to go celebrate Barcelona beating Chelsea. Yeah! yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. 
Thank you for listening. The Pinewood Dialogues at Museum of the Moving Image are made possible by generous support from the Pannonia Foundation. To learn more about the museum, visit www.movingimage.us.